Hey, Cask Chasers, we'll start the show in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Heidi, you know that I love milk and honey whiskey, right? I know it, babe. Right? Single malt Israeli whiskey? Yes. You know they make a gin, right? Yes. Yeah. It's called Levantine Gin. Okay. It's absolutely fantastic. And unlike any other gin I've ever had, because they're using all of these botanicals that are that are, are local to Israel, from Israel, including something called Zatar. Oh. Which you know, we, we cook with yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, a spice. It's a spice. It's a spicy. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. You add that spiciness to the orange and the chamomile and some of the black pepper. It's just glorious. I wouldn't even put it with tonic. I would just sip it straight, maybe with a little cube. Oh, my. Would you do that? I maybe would try it. Okay. Can we do that now? We could do that. Okay. Are you as proud a sponsor of the Cast Chasers podcast as Impex is? Loud and proud, babe. Boom. This is Mike Palladini from Penelope Bourbon. This is Danny Glacy from Penelope Bourbon. Pour a dram and settle in. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers podcast. special guest i'm excited aaron are you excited i am excited but i sort of live in a state of excitement so it's not really much for people to hear that i'm excited but i am excited let me ask you this yeah if you live in a state of excitement how do you differentiate between like your normal resting pulse versus cool days like today um how much i'm sweating (laughs) the term is drunken sleep that's that's (laughs) that's what he is most of the time bobby's here with us too yeah i'm here also I'm, i'm 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 excited i guess I guess. Uh, yeah. No, I'm really am. It out. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> I've heard, uh, read, and have drank a lot about our upcoming. Especially that last one, right? <laughs> did, did you drink about it? Yeah. Did you drink I did about it? Re- I did my research. And uh, so now I'm, I'm pretty excited. There are Jersey folks, which we're local to, which is mm-hmm. nice. We're in Delaware, as a lot of you know. And when we tell people we're from Delaware, because I'm from originally from Texas, I bring it up every episode. We've hey, heard. Th- thank you for your service. Thank no, you I'm sorry. That's the other one. You're that's yeah. Marines. Yeah. Thank you for your service. So when I tell my family, they're like, where do you where do you live now? I'm like, Delaware. And they look at me. I'm like, it's outside of Philly. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, kind of by Jersey. Oh, north of Baltimore. Oh, we it's know where you're at. The state you pass through on yeah. your way to get to better states. Yeah, De- Delaware's kind of close to a bunch sorry, of stuff. Sorry, Delaware listeners. Mm, Delaware's. Delaware. Anyway, that's what you say about Delaware. Great beaches. That's what they say. <laughs> and it's not even the best beaches. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Come for the beaches. Tax-free shopping. That's it. That's it all is. we got. Diamond State. Best attitude. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. This uh, episode the is brought to you by Delaware. <laughs> the state of that, Delaware. That, that's the, the, the number of things here that are called First State such and such. It's like fir- First State Dance Academy. First State Gymnastics. And imagine if you didn't know it was the First State and you came. They're like, why is everything? First State Pizza Parlor. Yeah. Yeah. First state of what? That's what would be my question. Mm. In the union silly. in America. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Proud Thank to you. be here. Thank so you anyway, for your service. So like I said, our our guests are from Jersey, which is uh I love Jersey actually. So <laughs> literally no one says it like that. Yeah. Like people Everybody they, says it no, like that. It no, might be it no. might be how Kentuckians say it. I, I saw don't know. Jersey boys. I know how they say <laughs> it. And I've been to Jersey like a few times, so I'm pretty sure. And we'll hear them say it. We'll make them say it when they come on. That's right. It'll be, be an like, initiation. They'll be like it's New Jersey, Bobby. 
Well, shall we, shall we bring them on without further probably, ado? Probably. <laughs> Could help. If they haven't fallen asleep yet. <laughs> All right, cast users. Well, with that being said, we are very excited to have with us two folks from Penelope Bourbon. We have Mike Palladini and Danny Polisi joining us. How's it going, guys? Welcome, welcome. Yeah, it's Joyzy, by the way. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's actually, there you go. So it's actually spelt, it's J-O-I-S-E-Y. Joyzy. Okay. There you go. Mike's setting us straight. I stand corrected. I apologize. Not, and it, it, yeah, depending on... Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah no, thanks I mean, for having us. Thanks for being here, both of you. We're really excited to uh, drink your wares mm-hmm. and then talk about it. So uh, Hopefully yeah. in accents. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I am the worst... Of picking up someone else's accent, no matter where I'm at, and I can I can't do it. So it, it it'll turn into a Russian accent regardless. <laughs> but I will eventually sound Germ- or uh, uh, like I'm from Jersey. It'll just happen. You'll hear it, and you'll be like, "Why are you talking like that?" And we'll we'll just, go Russian to Jersey. That'll yeah. be the theme. That's my two <laughs> East That's Jersey, East Jersey. I said that East Russia. <laughs> nice. So Mike, you want to kick us off and tell us a little bit about Penelope Bourbon, what you guys do, what you're all about. Yeah, yeah. So we actually, uh, we started the business literally three years ago this month. So we started in July 2018. Penelope is my, my two and a half year old. She just actually went down for a nap. So good timing that she's not going to be storming in here like a, like a little wild one. Um, and really just started out. Danny and I grew up together. We were next to our neighbors growing up and both loved whiskey, um, both loved bourbon. And, you know, my wife and I were trying to have kids for a while and, you know, it starts to wear on you. You know, no one, you know, gave us that memo of having children after 35 can get a little tricky. You know, we always said if we had a girl, um, we were going to name her Penelope. And, you know, with all these mixed emotions, we found out we were obviously having one. And I don't know, I just, I was going to a landscaping store. David remembers, we, we used, all of our friends from high school use an app called Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget this to the day. Danny, you probably remember this. I've actually never really told this on any other like, podcast or anything like that. But I was at, a, I was at a, a landscaping store in Colts Neck driving back. And I was just like, Penelope Bourbon, interesting. Boom, pop on Marco Polo, which is like, you know, it's got like 13 of our friends from high school. I go, guys, I got this crazy idea. I'm going to start a bourbon company. I know nothing about bourbon, the industry. I just like it. And it's going to be called Penelope Bourbon. What do you think? And it was like crickets on the <laughs> like, No one said anything. It was, another, it was another one of Mikey's crazy ideas. Crazy ideas. Because, you know, right before this, I, I'm real into, like, astronomy. Like, I love the stars. I was very close to pulling the trigger on, like, an astrophotography business. Yeah. And then I, but I didn't want to spend the money to get a telescope. So I was just like, I was trying to do it off of my phone and that didn't work out. So I said, let's, let's think differently. Let's think bigger picture here. If I had a dime. Uh, astrophotography is big picture, but we uh, started the business, um, you know, really started cold calling around. Uh, obviously I needed whiskey. And uh, that's when kind of Danny got uh, involved is when I had a meeting lined up with MGP. Uh, it's probably right around this time, three years ago. And uh, they, I had a plus one. They were like, do you want to come yourself or do you want a plus one? I said, yeah, of course, I'd love to I, plus one. And then, you know, we were golfing, you know, three days prior. And I was like, anybody want to come on this, like, wild trip with me? And they're like, you're actually doing it? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually doing it, man. And Danny's like, I'll go. And My other friend had to go ask his wife. And I, <laughs> and I go, I'm in before he got back. So, <laughs> score. <laughs> So how long you been divorced? (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank God he's not. Because right, right. oh, <laughs> oh, it's Alex. actually it was very okay. brutal. Actually, um, if I had a dime for every time somebody went from astrophotography to whiskey, I just it's common in the whiskey <laughs> world. Right. Actually, it's very, that's right. It flows. You could pay off a parking meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a cool story. I mean, I I think specifically in the whiskey world, people appreciate a story and. They say that. They like to grab a bottle. And with whiskey folk, when you're talking about it, the first thing that comes out isn't the notes, isn't the, you know, what's on the palate, isn't, it's, it's always the story. Hey, do you know how these guys got started? Blah, blah, blah. And then that story kind of comes out and it makes you feel like you're kind of part of that vibe mm-hmm. and everything. So I think that's really cool. A couple of friends got together and decided they were going to do something against all odds. And then <laughs> yeah. it, it worked out. And you guys are, you're making a name for yourself, obviously. I mean, everybody's heard of it. Everybody's drinking it that I know of. Everyone that's my friend, anyway. Bobby has two friends, two by friends. the way, and they're in the um, room. <laughs> not one in this of them room. I was hoping you were going to say I got thousands of friends. <laughs> not one in the room. Um, my wife's over there. It's not one friend in the room. Um, and No, but it's great whiskey, too, so that kind of adds to that. But um, I think we're diving into... Want to dive into... What t- I well, sip real, real quick, real quick, I, I'd like can't re- drink it right now, or no, I, someone's I eager. I'm waiting. No, to I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear from Danny real quick. That day that he was like, "I've got this meeting with MGP or whatever," and you were golfing. Were you a part of the people that had heard about this crazy idea first, and you were like, "Oh yeah, that thing that he's been talking about," or did that totally blindside you that day? You were like, "Oh yeah, whiskey. That that sounds fun. Why not?" But tell tell me about briefly. Tell me about kind of your journey and how you got roped into this. I mean, became a part of this. <laughs> no, like so, I was on the Marco Polo that day. He he brought it up, and I was just like, "Oh, you know, like he's got a crazy idea again." Like, and then, you know, I I, love, I like whiskey and. Um, and then the, the day he, he said, I got a plus one to go to MGP, you know, at that time I didn't know what MGP was, you know, like I like whiskey, but I wasn't like in whiskey. I was like, yeah, let's, yeah, I want to go to a distillery and drink bourbon and yeah, that's fine. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think like, I, at that point, I didn't think I was like getting involved with the, you know, with the whole adventure. But I mean, the second we got down there, it was just like game on. I mean, we showed up at MGP and I mean, we were out of our league, both of us, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I didn't even read their, they sent like this long email about like, you're checking in. Like, I didn't even read the email. Like, it just really <laughs> email. I didn't realize that you have to wear pants there. It's like a, it's like a factory, right? So the, and yeah, I just yeah. show up with shorts. Did you wear like open toed heels? Is that what so you did? I got the shorts. So I got the partner of the year award because I had two pairs of jeans. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Look at you. Yeah, made yeah. a good first impression. I had to change in the security room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're in Jersey of us. Yeah, yeah. so we'll we'll, we'll we'll obviously come back. And hey, chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker and fermentation expert Pat Heist, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky-grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non-chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information, not some magical recipe or who Shane's great-great-grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com.
we we've got time. We'll obviously come back and talk about more of the story. But yeah, let's let's dig into the the um These the bourbon real beautiful, quick. Beautiful, gorgeous bottles. Selection. First of all, these I'm, are sexy I'm, bottles. I'm what yeah. they call a bottle chaser. And, yeah, he is. And they, <laughs> oh, thank you. I love these bottles. Yeah. For for those of you that may not have seen uh, Penelope bourbon bottles before, it's got this thick heel on the bottom, which I really dig. Um, makes it so it doesn't fall over so easily. One of these has an etching or something on the actual bottle itself. The other one has this gorgeous, gorgeous label on it. A little floral design and all, all that. Uh, but yeah, you guys said you wanted to start with the the 80 proof. I'm not sure specifically which batch you guys sent us or whatever. But yeah, let, let's talk Let's talk about the 80 proof first, I guess. Yeah, and, and so that was our first product. Um, I think when we had started this, we, you know, we kind of just started thinking about like, all right, what's our go-to-market? Like, what are we, like, what are we doing, like... And I think we always just said from the beginning, we're like, all right, look, whatever everyone else is doing, let's just do the opposite. And, you know, it's like, I remember talking, like, everybody's got a product that's like mid-90s, it's like 90 proof and above. And I'm like, all right, well, that, you know, like, how do we separate ourselves? And, you know, I kind of felt, aside from our name, which I obviously felt was very different, you know, considering whiskey is like very, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Velcro dip, all that good stuff. Yeah. Beards, like you guys got the beards going on. What? So I keep trying. So, no uh, dice I just yet. thought it was very good. Let's, let's go a little bit different. So we said, let's look at like an 80 proof. And then I started looking at basil Hayden. And you know, 80 proof, it's got some age to it, but it's got a rye spiciness. It's not necessarily the most, you know, if you're brand new to bourbon, it's not necessarily like rye spice isn't necessarily the most palatable thing for someone new to the category so you know that's kind of how we just we were just making it up as we go we're like well let's think sweeter a little bit more like like you just want to like get as smooth as possible right so if you're new to bourbon you want something that's sweet and smooth right yeah and right and so our thought was like let's go down that path and let's make it uh let's like let's go in with an aggressive price point and and then we you know when we were at mgp we danny and i were tinkering with with these different uh mash bills uh, Danny was real, you know, really liked the, the wheat and the corn. I liked the rye and we were just like, just put them together. Um, and that's kind of how we all came, that's kind of how it all came about. But I think the proof point we specifically intentionally wanted to go as, you know, to go light. So whether you're new to the category or just it's hot during the day, you don't need anything super hot, but, or you want to mix it. Um, it was, it was entirely up to you. So this, this, this bourbon like you said i mean it's super approachable right like it's mm-hmm. it's you know it, it this one it, it was your first one uh you guys are sort of you know like blazing this trail like so obviously you wanted to, to appeal to as many people as possible you talked about aggressive price point all really really smart stuff and you're you know you're put you're putting it in these in these you know really gorgeous eye-catching bottles that have this sort of real classic sort of look to them. But, you know, as you said, you know, the Penelope name, it's a little more of a light name maybe than, you know, you... you, Well, I was going to say, I I appreciate actually, and you hit the nail on the head, I'll just say it. There's this fading stigma, thankfully, where, you know, whiskey is a masculine product. Mm -hmm. And I think the industry is kind of changing that and our wives are whiskey people. Plenty. Of, there's masters we've got. We've had the opportunity to talk Some to. Some of our best, most like celebrated guests, distinguished guests yeah. were, were 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 women. And I think getting away from that stigma of it has to be your granddad's harsh. You know, it better. It it does two things. I can drink it and I can take pain off with it. We got to get away from. Yeah. You know, it, it can be delicate. It can be a session whiskey, which I like. I'm 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 a forty percent. I like a session whiskey. I like something that I can eat with, mix with, whatever. 
I like all the notes make sense to me, and I appreciate. I'm a wheat guy myself, but that mm-hmm. rye, I think you 7% rye in this one, if I'm right. Um, so it's just enough spice to keep it interesting, but the sweetness, 75% corn, right? So, just, um, so it's still sweet enough. Number four, four char for anybody that's um, that's looking it up. So that's a lot of that richness you get from the barrels. We pulled from that red line, which is so all those flavor notes you want in a bourbon are there, but it's delicate. It's refined. It's refined. That's, that's a better word. And, refined. And, and, yeah. uh, oh yeah, I like that. I like that use of a word. <laughs> Whether you guys were going for that or not, put it on your labels. But it's <laughs> it's good. I I I really dig it. I so summer is a hard time for me to drink whiskey, right? I'd still do it because I'm dedicated, but <laughs> it's, it's, a it's literally time. the dead of summer and we're right. Drinking whiskey <laughs> without, <laughs> without air conditioning. I don't, yeah. we don't, we don't drink I don't know if you know the summer. definition of it's hard to do something, uh, so. but it, what I wanted to say is this, it's got depth. It's got, oh, yeah, it's yeah. got complexity. I would say I, I haven't taken a sip of it for probably three and a half minutes and it's still got that finish going it's still got that warmth in the chest that i really dig well, why don't but we, it's, it's almost refreshing why don't know? we why don't we walk through that in a little bit more detail yeah and i'm gonna be selfish here for a second because <laughs> i can only i can only get the nose which is floral almost and mm-hmm. just yes you know delightful but i'm really curious you know what you guys are actually tasting as you get into this so i'm gonna start backwards and then okay. i'll let if you want to go over the notes go ahead i want to talk about the thing that i like the most about it it is a ride in your cheeks finish, mm. and I love that. Very, um, not tart in a bad way, but very oily. I mean, they're not chill filtering, so it's fatty, it's oily, which I really dig. Mm-hmm. And typically, non-chill filter, 40%, and your mass produce, you never see that. If it's 40%, it's chill filtered. They're, they're, they're trying to get this thing clean into market with just basic notes. It's super fatty and oily for a 40%, which I really do. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But yeah, and it's 100%. Just, it's in my cheeks. It's in the back of my, you know, under my tongue. And it's just hanging out it, there. Yeah, and it I, lingers really, in a good way. Like, I, ling- I adore that. Bad, I adore it, it. It lingers there, yeah. The palate, I'm going to let you go into it, but it, that alone is amazing. I mean, you, it's it's a killer mash bill, so it's it's super good. Um, it's I'm actually so anxious to try the cast drink because I'm, I, it's, I'm anticipating now. Right. This is the bottle you grab that. And then you're like, okay, need the next one. Need to and, double down. Uh, yeah, 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 which we is got, cool, which is the point. Gateway bourbon, for sure. Gateway. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it's, got, it's got all your bourbon notes, you know, all, all your bourbon notes. But then there's, it's got, and that might be exactly it, is the non-chill filtering with the, with the lower ABV is what's kind of doing this, like, real interesting thing that I can't put my finger on, you know. And it's just, it's making it linger. You, you know, you've got your vanillas. You've got your, I think that those floral nose uh, notes follow through to the palate and even to the finish. Floral is not usually something that I'm like, oh yeah, I want to really. You floral don't associate whiskey. that with a bourbon right. at all. Yeah, yeah. You you, you hear it more more in more in scotches. Yeah. I think floral and citrus when they go hand in hand, which I get a lot of citrus from this too. Mm-hmm. They work together. Something I also dig you too, and I, I if one of you can talk about it a little bit, I get on a lot of websites. You have a cocktail section for this one: spring summer cocktail. Fall, winter cocktail, baking, food, which is, you don't see that typically. These, first off, I, I love a good cocktail, um, especially in the summer. You were talking about the summertime. These things look amazing. So it's interesting to me when somebody makes a whiskey that they accept can be a good drink, good drinker, neat, maybe ice, but also a good cocktail. Because sometimes you drink a whiskey and you're like, that's a cocktail and that's all it'll ever be. Mm-hmm. But you have a little bit of both here. 
who's making, I mean, the cocktail ideas are, I mean, is that a mastermind effort? Is that something you guys are just practicing with? And your thoughts on making this a cocktail, was that a cocktail whiskey? Is that something after the fact, or do you just recognize that it fits both of those, those bills? Yeah. And Danny, I'll take the first half and maybe take the second half, but I think, uh, you know, the way I, I, you know, it's very, I guess, let me back up here a little bit. I think when we first started this business, we were like, we're going to start off selling a retail as a, as a sipping bourbon. And they kind of, kind of just realized like how you really end up ultimately building this brand is on premise. You're going to build it at bars and restaurants. Right. 90, like, I don't care how big the whiskey community is that we love them. It's just, it's a small percentage of people that are drinking versus people that are drinking cocktails. And, you know, and so for us, we started really going heavy into bar and restaurants, uh, trying to get on the speed rack, trying to do bullet swaps. Um, every restaurant in America has bullet behind the bar, right? That they're using as their mixing bourbon. But eventually, as the next generation of bar managers and mixologists comes up through, um, they're looking for their own identity. They're looking for the brands that they resonate with. And I mean, a lot of those cocktails that you see on there, we credit the bar managers. Uh, it's usually just various uh, customers of ours that we've worked with that have made kind of really cool creations. Like we're running a, a, a cocktail competition now with probably about 10 different bar managers and mixologists in New Jersey. So yeah, it's been fun. I mean, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I love making cocktails. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then you 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 touched on like the filtering and the non well the non chill filtering of it, and you hit the nail on the head with like that that viscous like uh, fatty kind of mouthfeel to it. And we we love that about this. And we've tried different filtering, and it just strips that right out, and it becomes real like just dry and kind of thin, as you would say. You know, but the, the downside of non-chill filtering is that, okay, you know, if this bottle gets cold, it gets cloudy, you know, it's not going to look pretty sometimes in the middle of winter, <laughs> but you know, that's all flavor that we, that we just want to keep in there. And we've had a lot of people in the industry try to convince us to pull that out. Mm. And we just, I don't know, there's something we can't let go of that, that taste to it. Cause it's something that we originally fell in love with when we were, when we were blending it, you know, that first day at MGP. That was when we created this this initial blend, and we haven't changed from it since. You know, we we it slightly varies based on like the batch of barrels, but like for the most part, it's the same three match bills, and it's blended in sort of the same ratios. The other thing I think that was different that we really liked about it was, and we didn't know it at the time, but the blend of three of these three bourbons creates this four grain profile, and we really didn't know anything. <laughs> we didn't put that together at the time. And I think somebody from MVP at the table was, they came in the room and they tasted that. Like, oh, I like that. They're like, that's a four grain. And we're like, what's that? <laughs> we got we don't have to put it on the front of the label, baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> different. But it's interesting because it's not like your classic, you know, corn and malted barley bourbon is not your like little rye and, or, or it's not a weeded bourbon straight. It's like a little bit of everything. You know, the corn hits your tongue and then you can like almost taste the roller coaster of grains across the across the palate as you're drinking it down and uh that's what i like about it i love this one i drink it a lot and <laughs> it's like you know it's like your sunday afternoon bourbon it's your nighttime bourbon i always call it like a house party favorite because whenever i bring it to a to a house party you know people that are really into bourbon drink it people that don't drink bourbon, drink it, or mix it up in cocktails for them. And by the end of the night, this one is always just empty. And probably not only because 
you know, it's our company. <laughs> well, it's easy to drink, dangerously easy to drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, it is. It's like I like I, I, I got a generous pour from from Bobby and I mm-hmm. it's it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I mean, super dangerously easy to drink. I, I was actually holding off tasting any Penelope bourbon until we actually talked with you guys. Um, which is something that I do sometimes if I have not tasted it yet, and I'm I'm not disappointed. It's really, really, really tasty. At, at least this one. I mean, the next one might be crap. We'll find out. Um, but, <laughs> no. oh, and also uh, a little fun fact: our number one cocktail is just our four green with uh, strawberry lemonade. Okay, Ooh, I believe yeah. that. Yeah, I do. Who that. has? Is it Chick Fil A has a strawberry? Who has the really good strawberry lemonade? And I always think, man, you put alcohol. You got it. Turkey Hill. Red Robin. Somebody makes it. Oh, a... uh, Natalie's like Natalie's has like a, a really fresh. It's just you can buy it at the grocery store. That's really good. Yeah. So that's that makes sense. I like a I like a crisp. So I'm the guy outside at a barbecue, and I, I have tattoos and a beard and all of that noise. And there's you know people judge books by their cover, and they come up and they're like, "Can I get you a beer or something?" I'm like, "If you have something with a little fruit in it and maybe a nice crisp after," and they're like, "I have." beer dude i don't know what you're looking for me to bobby would love a zima can i get a zima Zima? you guys have those in the back i like a crisp drink like i'm the guy at the table that will get the big umbrella drink that comes delivered to me yeah oh my god i think i think the cool thing that appeals to me about this and i'm going to go back to mike and danny what you guys were talking about like from the view of the consumer going into a bar and you know trying to see if we can mix out something from Bullet, this label and the design of how you guys present your brand is so elegant. And it's just something that's eye-catching right off the bat. So I can just imagine when somebody walks in and sees some of the cloudiness, right, from actually not running it through a chill filter like we were talking about, and just that juxtaposition... I mean, to me, that seems like, okay, this isn't just something that's pretty to look at. This looks like it actually has some depth and maybe some flavor that I'd, I'd be willing to give it a try. So, you know, well, and your Bobby, you could walk into a... You're experienced whis- whiskey drinker. And I, 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 I know. know I, your experienced whiskey drinker knows, and, and they know that if they see that cloudiness, it's going to be non-chill filter. Shake it up. But I, I, I like that you guys are, are also trying to appeal to sort of the masses at the same time. And maybe this, maybe this helps kind of, you know, remove a lot of that stuff stigma oh why is this cloudy it must be dirty <laughs> you know that that sort of thing but and you're you're i get the point because you have i'm in a bar maybe i'm not a a big whiskey person i just like whiskey i drink it every now and again and i look up there it's eye first eye catching first so you're in the position of hey we want to we want to put out good whiskey but we also have to market to think a market to think about we have that we have a we have to be appealing we have all those those uh, factors but if you have a good bartender, and I think you said this, uh, Mike, I, Michael, I think you said if you have a good bartender, you have somebody that knows your whiskey or you go to the right liquor store, they're having that conversation. They're the ones bringing this out. You got to try this. You know what I mean? And I think I think it's, uh, it's Avalon from Catoctin. They have the same thing. They don't chill filter. And she just says, just shake it. Just tell them, give it a good shake before you pour it if you notice it. Or keep it out of the refrigerator. One of the two. Um, <laughs> Both. But losing that fatty oiliness, you then have a different product. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a good whiskey. That one step will change that. It'll be, And not that it'll be a bad whiskey. It just won't be that whiskey anymore. And mm-hmm. I think that's a shame. And you see big companies. I'm a, I'm a huge Glendronic fan. And Glendronic now, Chill Filters, yep. their, their core line, people are losing their mind about it in a bad way because that's kind of part of the piece of it you want that fatty oily rich flavor 
And if I'm grabbing a bottle that's that elegant on the shelf and I don't know any better, A, I'm thinking I'm paying, I'm about to pay a price point. I'm thinking, yeah. I, like, I don't know wine. So when I buy wine, I think I'm going to buy the best bottle because that's going to be the mm-hmm. best wine, which isn't always the case. But um, so I buy the nicest looking bottle. That's a gorgeous bottle. I'm just glad the whiskey stands behind it. So that's cool. That's my spiel about the awesome, bottle. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we no. had originally did the with the, the P on the logo. I mean, we just originally that that's we've had a couple. We had we recently did an upgrade with it. We brought in like a professional to help us design it. But we had originally did it. You know, Danny and I just did it on like Microsoft Word ourselves. <laughs> um, we just wanted to make a really big P, keep it super simple because we're not designers. So we just try to keep it super simple. And um, you know, if it's sitting on a bar shelf, it's easily identifiable. <laughs> I, I, uh, my wife's maiden name is uh, Paggy. She's Italian, and this is her father-in-law's. I'm holding it up, so he has a P for Paggy, oh, wow. and uh, <laughs> right, it's, it's an nice. old antique. Like I don't even what it went to, but Aaron brought those in. I was like, holy crap! I, uh, I think I see where it came from. It almost looks identical to. Yeah. Well, and and I came in, and I, I had the, I had the two bottles with me this morning. I came in, and I just, just from looking at your labels and looking at your website and everything so much, like I glanced over and I saw that P on the wall, and just in my brain, I was like, the. Okay, Bobby, yeah, you're a more, huge fan. I was like more <laughs> more Penelope stuff. I'm just like inundated. And then Bobby, do they even have that? Because uh, yeah, right, yeah. Like that's not why it's here. So I want to I want to talk about something that's kind of the. I'm glad it's being brought up so much. We have a lot of friends in the industry who make amazing, who produce amazing, who have amazing whiskey, and it comes from MGP. There's this stigma with MGP. It's out there. Shocker. First off you're very much involved with that process. So for the listeners that think, well, you know, it's being sourced, we are so pro-sourced, it's ridiculous. And some of your better stuff out there is being is being sourced or being, yeah. you know, grafted. It's what's, I don't understand the difference between getting from MGP and hiring a distiller from MGP and they just come to your facility. I don't understand the difference. The wait time? We had, we had, uh, um, yeah, right, right. We had Daniel Whittington on our episode, uh, on our show not too long ago from, um, Whiskey Tribe. Whiskey, whiskey Tribe. He's got the uh, the Wizard Academy and Wizard all Academy, of that. Wizard Academy, Whiskey Vault, all that crap. They produce whiskey. Now they have their, they're producing their own. But their first run, they were from MGP. I just want to kind of talk about how that's kind of where you kind of have to go from the beginning. Your opinion of that entering the bourbon world or the whiskey world in general. The process, if we can kind of spell out to show people. Because the mentality is you just go, send me a barrel. I have no input and then they send you a barrel and you slap your name on the front of it move on with your life which is not the case can we talk a little bit about that specifically just to kind of help get that stigma off the table so people can appreciate whiskey regardless of if it's being made on site or elsewhere yeah um no i mean i think there's there's a few companies and they're all like they all got like ridiculously deep pockets where they're like, I'm going to start a distillery, we're going to make our own, we're just going to wait on it, you know, and that's fine, that's awesome, but you have to have really, really deep pockets in order Chris, to pull that Chris, off. Chris, I think it was Chris Morris from Woodford told us, if you're going to, if you're... <laughs> he said, he said, he said, he said, if you want, if you want to make a small fortune yeah. in the whiskey industry, start with a large fortune. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> It's crazy. And, you know, Danny and I, like, we started out, like, we started, we purchased, we might have, like, kind of teased it out, like, we were doing a bigger buy. We started with six barrels. And we started small. We had some issues, like, we knew we were going to run into. Um, We sold that first batch from our car ourselves, made a little bit of a healthy margin because we were self-distributing it in New Jersey. Took the cash, bought, you know, now the next one was 15 barrels. And then sold through that and kind of had, I mean, we 
you know, we've been working our way up, like eking. I mean, we're still bootstrapping this business. We have no outside capital and we've done it really methodically by just kind of working off the revenue that we have coming in. So I actually think we have kind of broken, I mean, at least from our side, I think we've broken the stigma, you know, that you don't need to have a million dollars. Believe me, we've seen that. That's very, very, very common where folks have deep pockets. They can come in and buy a ton of barrels and stuff like that and, you know, do their thing. But, you know, for us, Danny and I have always been on the same page. I just, it's got to taste good. We just take a consumer approach. I like MGP. Like, yeah. that's the short of it. I really like MGP a lot. We've tried a lot of whiskey from a lot of other places. I love MGP. And if I like it, I'm happy. Danny, I'm not fella. You run with that. Yeah, same thing. That's my Sunday rant. <laughs> no, I, and, and it's funny because there are places with deep pockets that are still sourcing, mm-hmm. um, and specifically from MGP, because... MGP has some of the best distillers, best producers in the game um, at their facility. So those guys and girls and people in general are killing it over there. Why wouldn't you want the best of the best for your ingredient um, to be your major part of your ingredient? So, no, I I really do appreciate it. I wanted it to be a topic that we kind of touched on a little bit um, because – there's some people out there, you know, that have opinions and whatnot, and I, I just, it's, I despise it to be, I, I despise the negativity behind sourcing. I think it's, I think it's appropriate. I didn't, yeah, I was just gonna say, I didn't realize this. I don't know why it hit me so differently looking at your guys' information and your story, but it never occurred to me until I was looking at it in conjunction with Penelope Bourbon that kind of the cool thing about MGP. I'm just going to say it reminds me of like a singer songwriter situation. Right. And so there are plenty of artists out there who have amazing vocal talents and capabilities. Maybe they don't write their own music. Maybe they just take it and interpret it and make their own. And that's something that really speaks to people in terms of quality. Then you have other people who, you know, they actually go through that whole process of making their music and then putting their twist on it. And that's all well and good, but it, it was cool to see how transparent you guys are with sourcing MGP, because that kind of helped me open up my perception about it a little bit and understand there's something still cool and unique here to be celebrated. You're just working off a different foundation. I know people that are starting out and they make it themselves, and I go, maybe you should, maybe you should go <laughs> somewhere else and make it. Maybe somebody else should right. do this. Because it's just, All right, Chasers, we're just going to pause there for this week, but don't worry, we're going to continue this conversation again next week on the Cast Chasers podcast. And in the meantime, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers. You can also join our Facebook group. Don't forget to check out our website, which is castchasers.org, for show notes, Cast Chasers swag, and much more. And until next time, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram, it's all in the chase. (laughs) 